people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Welcome again into the home of the Brothers Talk podcast family, where we're always glad you're here. And if you're new to the conversation, thanks for listening, and we hope that you'll spread the message. We recently learned that we're in Africa and Europe, and we're also being heard in Russia, Croatia, India, Japan, and Thailand. So shout outs to those who are tuning in as part of the Brothers Talk family outside the United States. Just a couple of quick reminders that if you're on Facebook, the discussion continues there in our groups, the Brothers Talk, relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide, and hashtag Black Doctors Matters, as well as Black Parent University with over 4,500 members. And if you care to see us do what we do, you can tune in to the Brothers Talk show each Saturday and Sunday night on M24 News streaming service. People, this coronavirus thing is such a baffling issue that really says something very embarrassing about us as a country. We've got a pandemic that has killed millions here and abroad in the same science that was able to protect us from childhood diseases like polio, measles, mumps, and chickenpox is being denied by tens of millions of people in this country who are refusing to get vaccinated for basically no good reason. We've got people making up stuff so they can ignore this science. If there ever was evidence of the dumbing down of the country, this is it. And we're looking at you, Fox Noise fans. And if you're in those countries that are still struggling to get the vaccines, I understand why you hate the United States. This Delta variant is not only more deadly, but it's 10 times more infectious. And I heard a doctor this week use the analogy as to why we need to keep wearing masks. He said, if you're able to smell someone's tobacco smoke, that's how susceptible you are to the SARS COVID-19 virus. So if you're still against getting the shots, hopefully this helps you before you end up in the hospital, taking up resources that are badly needed for other people who've done the right thing, but still need intensive care for some other malady. Now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Thanks, Rod. You know, I don't know what to say because I'm constantly in debates with people, not even debates, because they, they don't have any facts in regards to this virus the pandemic, or even the vaccine that's out there, they just simply want to say they're against the vaccine and don't want to say what they're for or how would they handle this pandemic. Literally, all they're doing is putting us at risk and holding the country back from moving forward. I don't know what to say at this point, Rod. I'm just out of words. And Scott is with us having a little bit of audio trouble, so we hope to hear from him shortly. But we want to go ahead and introduce our guest today, who is Michael Wainwright. Since 2006, he's owned and operated his private accounting and tax firm, which focuses on assisting small businesses in running their companies like Fortune 500 companies from a tax planning perspective. He holds a bachelor's degree in accounting, a master's certificate in executive management, and a master's in tax law from Morgan State 
John Hopkins, and the University of Baltimore, respectively. He's assisted people from literally every walk of life, from food service worker to law firm partner. According to Micah, the response and sentiment from his clients is always the same. Immense gratitude for his diligence and having studied the tax code, being able to provide fresh perspective to their respective situations, and bringing about noticeable change. And in 2016, due to his client's gratitude and reactions, he wrote a book. He says to place the same shock value of learning what's possible using the tax code into other people's hands. Micah's talents have also afforded him opportunities on the national platforms to be able to share his knowledge with the masses. He describes his approach as no nonsense while inspiring change for personal finance. And his philosophy is to present the information in a way that's understandable without watering down the importance. Welcome, Micah. And before we get started, say hello to the Brothers Talk family. I appreciate the intro. And hello, uh, Brothers Talk. Thank you for having me here. So, Micah, there's been a lot of financial upheaval and economic uncertainty that has continued now for over a year and a half. So what have you seen as the most important challenge that you'd advise people from your professional standpoint that they should be sure to address? Before I do that, I wanted to um, to add, and if anybody tries to find me after this, I wouldn't be listed as Wainwright anymore. Actually, the beginning of this year, uh, I decided to change my name to Akinzua, something more culturally affirming as I build this uh, financial services empire. Uh, so just wanted to make that correction. Spell that so the folks will know how exactly how to what to look for. Absolutely. Thank you. It's uh, Micah, first name M-I-C-A-H, Akinzua, A-K-E-N. Z-U-A-H. So, yeah, you know, what, what I've seen with, um, I guess, the last year and a half in COVID and how it relates to finances is estate planning. That has been something that has been very important. Unfortunately, I've had a lot of um, clients that have passed on and I've had clients who've had family members to pass on. I've had to change my phone number um, because the growth of my practice had gotten to a point where, hey, people think they're calling the office, they're texting me, I'm in the ER, so-and-so just passed, what do I do? That's not the time to try to figure out estate planning. You know, assets are being hung up, we can't pay for things because the appropriate power of attorney forms have not been designated so that your loved ones can just swoop right on in into gear. So that's really the biggest thing on a personal level is making sure the estate planning is done. On the business level, this pandemic has shown me that businesses are exposed because we're either too cash-based or we're too leveraged. We don't have enough balance. We don't know what the condition of our books are in because we've been bootstrapping it for nine years, just getting by. And now that the government wants documentation and support before they give you the aid that you're eligible for, you can't even get it because your books are raggedy. So it's exposed a lot. Michael, yeah. I have count, I have a kind of a, a two-part question. The first part is, what kind of advice do you have for young people who are just starting out financially, saving for the future? Second part is, if you're at the end of the career, say you got a 401k or, or thrift, how do you minimize your tax burden when you withdraw your, your savings from thrift? Yeah. I like that. So the first part is basically, hey, what do you do when you're young to get a handle on finances? And then the second part is, what do you do after you've done your due diligence, presumably, 
Um, and I would even add, even if you haven't done your due diligence, when should you really start getting in gear? So as we relate to the younger people, I would say, you know what? You're never too young if you're of working age to get started on retirement, because a lot of us always think about retirement. And I don't know if, if you could see me. You see, I'm actually at the site of one of our assisted livings, which is a way that we invest in self-directed IRAs. So, yeah, when you're young, when you're of eligible age to start putting away money for retirement, you're not too young to retire. I want to tell the young person, change your mindset about retirement so that we're not thinking about a place of last resorts. It can actually be a place where you plan for your last resorts, if you get my drift. You know, for me, when I think about retirement, I'm not thinking about a corner of somebody's facility or house where I just go to rot away. I want to be in a position where I can be semi-retired and just maybe only come to work and work 40 hours in an entire month because I've got generals on the ground operating my businesses or I have invested very wisely where I can do that. So that would be the first thing I would tell somebody young just starting out. Don't go into a career approaching it as a place where you're just going to work yourself to death and then have to figure out where you're going to spend your years dying. Now, for somebody that's getting to a point where, hey, you know what? I've done my due diligence. My 401k looks good. I'm going to retire well. For that person, I want to instill the fact that just because you've come up with your retirement plan, don't get too happy and rest on your laurels. Don't have that plan and just tuck it away and say, yes, I'm good. I've done that work. Dust that thing out every five to seven years. Check it out. Make sure that your financial planner is investing in current stocks that are going to be in sync with your investment tolerance. So if we already figured out your tolerance, we want to make sure that if there are fresh new companies that are killing it, and the example I like to use is 15 years ago, Facebook was not killing it. And for the person that was at the end of retirement 15 years ago, they need to add Facebook by now if they haven't already. So that's an example on somebody on, on both spectrums. Check it every five to seven years when you're close to retirement. Make sure you're still winning. And in the beginning, don't think of retirement from a standpoint of this is it. Micah, how do you introduce our community, people in our community who really don't have an idea about finance whatsoever, the benefits of planning and saving. Yeah. You know, my approach, uh, I've got it kind of easy because I'm the cleanup guy. Because my background is tax law, people come to me when they're already injured. They come to me after the bricks of life have already, the financial bricks of life have already hit them upside their head. You, you're, you're getting consistent hate mail from the IRS and from certain state organizations. And so by the time you come to me, you're ready to hear. You're so beat up and, and, and just, they beat you into submission. So it's easy for me. So at that point, I say, this is why you've experienced pain in this area because you didn't do X, Y, Z. And for the most part, people are not having enough withheld. Also, people, they're, they're afraid to declare how much money they're really making on these side businesses. And what I need to tell people is, listen, you never hear Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, the Tyler Perry's and Oprah Winfrey's got to give a little mix to everybody. You never hear people on that level saying, I don't want to earn another dollar because if I earn another dollar, I'm going to get creamed. 
It's always those of us that are ignorant about the law that want to do raggedy stuff and say, well, no, don't, don't add the money I did cutting hair. Don't, don't add the money I did fixing houses. No, add it. Because I'm going to show you that the crooks have made a lot of this sneaky stuff legal. So we go straight to the crook book and find out what they have lobbied for that they don't want us to know about. And I'm actually, quote unquote, the spook sitting by the door, figuring it all out, bringing it home. So no, there is enough legal strategy in the crook book, the IRC, Internal Revenue Code. There is plenty there to keep us sheltered and insulated from unnecessary taxes. And that's really good info there. And you mentioned, like, as you call it, the crookbook. I like that term. And so uh, we are all hearing in various degrees about this new cryptocurrency that's out there. And in the run-up, uh, we had a brief discussion. And so we were just saying there's information out there. But what would you advise folks to do in terms of getting themselves better educated about this new currency platform? Yeah, I would say um, I'm I'm a little bit more of a nerd when it comes to that stuff. See, I'm the guy that's watching C-SPAN. I'm watching, you know, uh, all of the public sessions and all of that because I want to know what's going on. I understand that there are levels of authority. Um, I understand that IRS is going to put out their videos on YouTube and on their websites just enough to keep us in compliance because that R stands for revenue and not refund. And so when your life starts shifting to the point where that R becomes revenue to them and not a refund for you, I would say, okay, listen to what the IRS is saying. Find some credible commentary on the matter. See how um, the, the people on the left and how people on the right are fighting about that. And then decide, what, what, hey, what side of the fence I want to be on? Is this something that I should jump into right now or not? But yeah, listen to all the arguments and, and see, you know, where you're compelled the strongest. Uh, in terms of the thrift, let's say I got a million or two dollars, a million or two in my thrift savings plan. I'm getting ready to retire. Well, what kind of strategy should I use when I, I want to reduce my tax burden? Oh, oh, I love that. So, OK, what you want to do, this, this is something that the crooks did for themselves, because, see, when it comes to these IRAs, these uh, individual retirement accounts. And I always tell people IRA stands for ind uh, individual retirement account as long as you do what you're supposed to do timely. Otherwise, it stands for I require alcohol. <laughs> if you don't do it right, you're going to need some alcohol to get you through retirement. So let's keep IRA, IRA rides that way. I like that question and that scenario because five years before you actually retire is a good time to start setting things in place place. Why? Because that's how the crooks have set it up to make it legal. Anytime the crooks, and when I say crooks, you know, that it's almost a term of endearment, but you know, it's some other stuff in there too. It's these rich folk that have gone out there and shifted their money around to the point where they now have policymakers instituting policies that impact only them, the rich, impact only them and nobody else has enough money to be able to afford an advisor that's going to go into the code to that degree. So when we talk about retirement, I love the Roth IRA. That's something the crooks went back in and double dipped because we had the traditional that said, you can't touch it until you're 70 and a half. Now they've lobbied and said, well, you know, Sam, that's just too long to wait. 
Is there anything that we can do? And we said, yes, there is. Just pay the taxes on the money that goes in up front so that every perpetual or every residual amount that you get from that in perpetuity until you die will be tax free. So the goal is how do I strategically find something to invest in to put my money in this IRA and which type of IRA to use? I would suggest the self-directed or another term is a checkbook IRA, which basically gives you 16 covered types of investments. And off the top of my head, I can call out fine art. I can call out um, currency exchanges. I can call out real estate. If you invest money that way, you're basically saying to IRS, I can get a better rate of return on my money than if I gave it to Fidelity. All it's going to do is be hit by an algorithm anyway. So I would rather take out from my $2 million thrift, I would rather roll over $200,000 into a self-directed IRA so that I can go in as the fifth investor of a strip mall that's going to give me eighty grand a year. That's how you do that. And that eighty grand, you'll pay taxes on it going in. But everything that that eighty grand investment produces when it comes to you, which will be the eighty grand a year, is completely tax free if you set it up as a Roth and it germinates five years before you touch it. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, but but my question is, and you've already touched on it a bit, estate planning in our community. Can you just please speak on that? Because I've had relatives who passed and literally a million, millions of dollars are just gone nowhere because they didn't plan it properly. Yeah, that I mean, that that that's a, a lot of times what I have noticed is the reason why we're not doing estate planning um, is number one, fear and then discomfort. People don't want to talk about it. Um, I, I would I would say, you know what, at, at some point, whoever the leader of that pack is, if you're listening to this, yes, go, go ahead and have the hard conversation. You really do your family a disservice to not have that conversation and just leave them in the whirlwind of just emotion, confusion, just everything. Nobody knows where anything is. It's very simple. Get you a, a binder. Number one, set up an appointment, meet with a financial planner. Get a binder, put it in bright blue, bright red, something. Put all of your pertinent documents there, insurance, your will, living trust, whatever is appropriate for your strategy, and just say, look, I know this is a hard conversation. I need your attention for two hours on one weekend out of this month. We talk about it one time. I show you where everything is, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. Hey, that's, the, again, really great info. And so before we wrap up, uh, Micah, tell us a little bit about your book and how folks can go about contacting you if they want to get even more info about tax planning and, and uh, accounting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I've, I've started the Facebook page. Uh, it's a group now and it's um, Basic Millionaire Training. And if you join Basic Millionaire Training, it's, it's a private group now. Um, but anyone that I'm telling to on this platform I'm allowing them to to come in, um, which means in the next 30 days, we'll just let anybody will approve all those requests. But on that in that group, we talk about things just like this. It's basically for existing uh, clients and, and subscribers and people on this platform. I'm extending it to. But that's how you find out more about me. The book is on Amazon. I want you to finance your life. But we need to have a second version of that. The version that we have now is still good, but some of the strategies 
are out of date. So if you join that Facebook group, you'll see when the new book comes out in the fall. Terrific, terrific. Well, thank you again, Micah. And spell that last name one more time for us so we make sure we yes, get it right. I appreciate it. The last name is Akinzua, A-K-E-N-Z-U-A-H. All right. So there you have it. And in our Black Professional Business Experience of the Week, normally we feature a business, but this time we're doing a TV show that highlights the impact that Black people have had on the culinary industry and therefore the world without getting our proper due. High on the hog, how African-American cuisine transformed America with host, chef, and writer Stephen Satterwhite is an award-winning documentary series on Netflix. And it's based on the book by Jessica Harris, who had been the chief travel editor for Essence Magazine. This is a four-episode miniseries that explores and celebrates the contributions of African and African-American culture to the global cuisine, while also educating and giving credit to those whose contributions have been overlooked in past and present. Can't recommend it highly enough because you'll have both your mental and your physical appetites whetted. So check out High on the Hog on Netflix. Great series. So thanks again to all the Brothers Talk family. And remember to check out the hour-long The Brothers Talk show airing Saturday and Sunday evenings on the TV streaming service M24 News. And remember, if you have an idea for a show or want to share your thoughts, let us know. Also, don't forget to follow us at The Brothers Talk on Twitter. Brothers Talk on Instagram and like our Facebook page. And a quick reminder that if you also want to share more of your thoughts with us and the Brothers Talk family, there is the Brothers Talk group on Facebook and there is the Brothers Talk at gmail.com. God bless you all. Thank you for your time and your support. And remember, you have our absolute commitment that we'll never take it or you for granted. So remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.